0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode here at Lifted Hands, Lifted Hearts Podcast. This is Ashley. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to support um, this podcast. I hope your week is going well, of course. I hope you're still holding on to the attitude of gratitude, right? Right? All right. Hope that you're navigating through this season of change very, very well. If you haven't already went back to listen to my last podcast, which is titled... the pursuit of riches go ahead and do that but I hope God is working in your heart um, that you're allowing God to work in your heart because God don't work where he not accepted did y'all know that God doesn't force his way into your heart he won't force his way he won't force your will to conform to his will like God is such a loving God patient God he will wait on you to get finished doing whatever you want to do. He is not going to force you to change. He is not going to force you to accept him. He What he will do is continue to um, put things before you to choose him, but he's not going to make that choice for you. So I hope you are choosing to allow God in your heart. Um, by the way, I want to share while we're talking about like allowing God in your heart. I love how God shows us in Jeremiah in the eighteenth chapter how the Potter works on the wheel, and um, what is the, what is that Potter's doing is making a vessel of, out of clay, and just as the clay is in the Potter's hand and the Potter is making that clay into what he wants it to be, in the same way God is our Potter and we are the vessel. We, I mean, we are the clay and we are being molded into what god wants us to be if we allow him um but just know we are in his hands he's the maker the creator of all things and we may want to be a lot of things <laughs> we may want to be a lot of things but god has already we already in his hands we are already being molded so the sooner you stop fighting the way God is molding you the more joy you'll have the more peace you have the more understanding you have the more clarity you'll have about life about yourself about direction about your purpose when you stop fighting the maker you'll form into something very beautiful because he don't make nothing ratchet Mm -mm. we choose ratchet (laughs) God don't make ratchet. We choose ratchet. But um, that's enough to to just rejoice about. It's his presence. Um, It's his will, his way. And I want to let you know that in his presence, we have everything. In his presence, we lack nothing. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get into this week's um, topic. The scripture is coming from Luke 12 and 15 like this is the main scripture oh the title of this um y'all already know by now but the simple life i didn't know what to call this segment this episode but i think the simple life kind of fits it fits well but luke 12 and 15 it simply says a man um no it does not say a man it says Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Be on your guard about all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Life is simple, y'all. It's so simple. The world complicates it. Our flesh complicates it, right? So simple. So right before that verse, Uh, Luke 12 and 15, a man had just asked Jesus to make his brother divide the inheritance with him. And this is what Jesus' response. He said, I'm paraphrasing. First of all, who made you judge? Who made me judge over y'all and what y'all got going on to make that decision? Right. He says to them, take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things, which he possesses. Jesus goes on to tell a story about a rich man that didn't have any more room in his. um, He didn't have any more room to store his riches. He was still growing and growing and in things. And he's sitting there thinking like, okay, what what should I do with these things? Like I'm I have an abundance. I have an overflow. I have more things than I have space. Right. You know what he does? He says he decides to build a a bigger barn. Yeah. He decides that he's going to build a bigger barn. And he he'll say to his soul, he says this and will say to his soul, you have much goods laid up for you for many years. Sit back, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. So he just kicking his feet up, letting all his riches be stored up where the Bible says moth will eat away. uh, The weather will corrupt it, will rust it. <laughs> right. And but God said to him, you fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. I'm going to take your life. Um, and who will these things belong to? For himself is not rich towards God. This is now. This is how it will be. You can't be rich in things and poor towards God. Okay. There's nothing godly about selfishness. What it should have done was went to the poor, went to those in need, shared his wealth, that was a that that is what a godly thing is to share to help take care of one another to bless one another right but yeah just wanted to share that want to open up with that just to let you see how the riches of life how the things of life are not the simplicity of life and we're going to talk about simplicity um, the simple life. What is the simple life? What does the Bible say about simplicity? As I was reflecting over this past year, I realized that God has called me into a season of stillness. And with that stillness, I noticed how things became much more simple for me in a way that I haven't experienced since I would say since I had my first son, because having him I mean, it was just like turbo turned on. I'm like, I got to go to school. I got to finish school. I got to find a good job. I got to go work. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this, 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 this. Like, it never stopped. I'm always in school. I'm always obtaining the next job. I started a business. I had kids. Like, it just felt like I was just going, going, going. And I wasn't tired. (laughs) I wasn't tired because, to me, that's what I thought life looked like. You're just always having to achieve something, always running towards a goal, Right? Um, And I love goals, but my goodness, girl, sit down, be still. She's like, let me talk to you a minute. (laughs) And so this past year, I've just been reflecting on that and what life really looks like. Although I'm still, I wouldn't say busy, I'm still active with my children and going to uh, baseball games. And now Jordan's in gymnastics, asking about to start basketball, um, whatever, what have you. BJ may have something at the school. He was in choir a couple years ago. Um, little stuff like that so it's not I wouldn't call it busy but I'm still very active but it's a different kind of active because listen like I said I was go 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 but so anyway this stillness I, I noticed um and also I started a bible plan And I haven't did a bible plan in a few months because I was just in that phase where God is like um I need you to read 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 and I've just been thumbing through my Bible more and seeing where God leads me versus taking on a Bible plan and going through that Bible plan, sometimes not even really meditating on it as I should. So just that little difference that made. Now I'm back into Bible plans. Yeah, you know, life just happens. One minute you're doing this, another minute. You have different ways of doing things, right? So I started a, a Bible plan the other day and um, God led me to, this plan that was called spiritual disciples or disciplines, spiritual disciples, I think it was called. And so this one was called simple, simple disciples. Listen, I don't know. I read and I was like, aha. <laughs> um, it was very fitting to, um, to what I desired. So more discipline basically is what it was saying. Um, and this is a season where I'm more disciplined, not just spiritually, but in all aspects, particularly like working out right now, um, disciplining my eating, my horrible habits that I have with eating, <laughs> overeating, cause I like to eat. Um, and that's what I love about the word of God, y'all. Anything that's going on in my life, I can literally find scripture to help like pull me in and give me perspective and guidance and wisdom on how to maneuver through things in my life. Like if you're not asking God for every aspect of your life when things come up, you are missing out on some amazing wisdom. It'd be the little things that we don't think God want to hear. But God is concerned about all things concerning his people, his kids, his children. He are cause he's concerned about those things. But anyway, um I came across a day uh one of the, the, the uh, one of the devotions titled The Discipline of Simplicity or The Disciple of Simplicity. One of the two. Okay, it's a D word. I immediately rejoiced because I was already meditating on the word simplicity the day prior to, right? Nothing to me is a coincidence. Why? Because I ask God for direction daily. And if He lead me to and if I get led to something that's connects I'm like oh that's God (laughs) thank you Lord you know and it's just when things line up to me I pay attention to that and so it stated simplicity is the uplifting of your soul that prevents you from an exaggerated care for yourself so simplicity starts seems a lot like uh selflessness right not being selfish So that's one thing It's an uplifting of your soul, not your flesh. That prevents you from an exaggerated care for yourself, because if you operate and you uplifting your flesh, that's when things become complicated. Right. You cannot please this flesh, even if you please this flesh for a little while It's greedy. It's like one of the little kids that's like, or you you got kids, you know what I mean? They're like, can I have some? And you give them some and they come back and like, can I have some more? And then you like give them some more and they're like, come back. And like, can I get some more? Listen, this is mine and not yours. Like, they going to eat my stuff up. It's like that greed, you know, that's what the flesh is like. Flesh going to always, always be looking for some more, right? But uplifting the soul is what it says. Such simplicity is a true treasure. Mm. It goes on to say, don't confuse simplicity with having to rid of any pleasure of living or living a frugal lifestyle or staying away from material possessions. Don't get it twisted. Simplicity don't mean you can't enjoy things. Simplicity doesn't mean that you have to, uh, you know, get rid of any pleasure in your life or that you have to live a frugal lifestyle where you literally. I know some frugal people. And they don't pay for nothing unless it's absolutely necessary. And I just cannot live that frugal life. When, now, God has put me in a, in a situation, in a season where I did have to be a little frugal, the wisdom of it. But to live life like, mm-mm. <laughs> And I would say those people are very disciplined and they have good things that come to them because they don't spend the money and they always have it when they need it. Okay, <laughs> but I'm out here just trusting the Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, this, this is the part I like. It said, simplicity knows gratefulness, both when lacking and when in abundance. Hmm. So listen, don't matter to me whether I got a lot or a little. Simple life does it for me, okay? Because I know who I know. I know who I know, and I'm grateful I'm grateful for whatever I have, an abundance or a little. Simp- simplicity means you're not obsessed by the accumulation of treasures. You're not obsessed by the accumulation of treasures. Things don't move you, right? Having abundance don't make you feel like you are above nobody, right? Or beneath anybody if you don't have it. Like, I don't care if you in a trillion dollar house that's you (laughs) it don't move me one way or another I like my house (laughs) I like my simple house okay I like my simple car I like my simple clothes oh yeah I admire what you have that's nice but I ain't getting all riled up because I'm not on that level that you're on right Simplicity means you're not obsessed by the accumulation of treasures. Simpl- simplicity is a life of undisturbed joy. Then I just say that I I'm not moved. Not one way or the other if you got more than I have or less than I have. Now, I might be moved because you have less than I am, Be moved towards compassion to help. And we all should, as Christians, be moved towards compassion to help people with less, who are less fortunate, especially when you know that... They're struggling in a certain, you know, season of their lives. But it says, um, a life of undisturbed joy by the concern of having and possessing. Right. You can be free whether you have it or you don't. You know why? Because you know who got it. You know, the source of who can get it for you. I'll Never be bothered that you don't have it at this moment. Don't be bothered because you have the source, the main source that has it all. Right. So the devotion goes on with this uh, support scriptures about being content, which is Philippians 4 and 12 goes on talking about storing up your treasures in Matthew 6 and 19. Um, not to store your treasures on earth, but storing your treasures up in heaven. And then it talks about Matthew 6 and 31 talking about worrying, you know, don't worry about the things uh your food and clothing, you know, God provides those things. So go back and reference those scriptures as well. So I'm like, thank you, Lord. We know when I when I read that devotion, thank you, Lord, for that. And this time at this time I'm I'm riding my stationary bike because yeah, that's that's what we do. We're gonna kill two birds with one stone. We're gonna work out and we're gonna get our word in. Yes. So sometimes, you know, uh I'm reading, I'm praying, I'm writing, <laughs> meditating on what I just read. And so when I got a chance to go through my actual Bible, I'm thumping through the Bible, and this is what he led me to. It was Proverbs 30 and 8. Proverbs 38. After I just read this devotion, now I'm in my Bible, right? It says, Remove far from me vanity and lies, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Listen, a hit Christian should have shouted at that, okay? A hit Christian should have hollered <laughs> at that. He said, feed me with food convenient for me. Not anybody else. Not what somebody else got going on. Not their simple. My simple. Basically, God gave me what I need. Um, basically, God give me what I need and I'm good on that. Either way, whatever it is, I'm good on that. Why? Because uh, the Bible, that scripture goes on to talk about why. It says, having much, being full of riches, I may deny you. I may think I don't need you. I got enough. I. You ever felt like that? I have. Early in my Christian walk, I, when when things were perfect, when I had abundance of stuff, and an overflow I sometimes I had forget to, I forgot to pray and acknowledge God because I'm feeling good you know I'm feeling like I don't need nothing but listen I learned very very quickly whether you have much or little you still need him the same amount you still need to pray the same amount you still need to read your word the same amount and that's why a lot of people get it wrong. They think just because they're good in a the season, they don't have to contact the Lord. They don't have to worship his heart. They don't do it because he is God, not because of what he's done and what he's doing. So that, so the scripture says, um, being full of riches, I may deny you. I may think I don't need you. And if I don't have enough, I might steal it. Right. I might I might do something strange for a little piece of change you know <laughs> you know what I mean I, when I saw the word convenient, I immediately thought of simplicity life is a it life is simple or should be that simple. it should be that sim- simple where you're saying God, give me what is convenient to me. He knows what's convenient for us. He knows our every need. And when we begin to create in our own minds, what we have is enough. Or we, be, we begin to create in our own minds, um, what we have is not enough. It complicates our life. Two things happen. One, when we don't have it, we hustle. We set our heart to achieve it. We become laser focused on attaining that thing. We start complaining, which is the thief of I mean comparing, which is the thief of joy. We start complaining, and we start complaining more than we praising him. And then we expect blessings. How? How can we pr- complain to him more than we praise him and then expect him to come back around and bless us just because we're crying about it and complaining about it? No, we're not toddlers. We don't get our way by screaming and, and crying and complaining some even scheme for it steal manipulate lie coer- coerce, coerce 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 people bribe people to get it things become more complicated than simple number two we get it and we realize it didn't fill the void how many of y'all been there got what you thought was gonna fill the void and it, and it satisfied that little flesh for just a little while. Then you on to needing something else, right? Still not enough, or we misuse it, right? We mishandle it, or become terrible stewards over it. I remember getting this amazing bonus in my business, and when I say I steward that bonus, terribly, <laughs> not well terribly terribly now back in square one right sometimes we start worshiping the thing more than the creator but when you live a simple life a life uh that you can enjoy things for what they are and not just because they're things enjoying for what they are is it's just a car it's just a house. It's just money. Don't place a higher value of life because of what you accumulated. Right? Value of life is not uh, determined by the accumulation of things. About the, the scripture just told us that our value of life does not compare or should not be compared to the accumulation of what we have. We have to start looking at what people have to determine the value of our lives. This, this life is valuable simply because, because God gave it to us. Simple as that. The, their life is valuable simply because God gave it to you, not because of what we accomplish or attain in it. Not a single life that God creates is worthless. Everything you need in it will be supplied by him. Sure, pursue pursue your goals that you have, but make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons. Don't be motivated by greed, jealousy, power, status. Keep life real and keep life simple. The life of Jesus was so simple. If we're going to be followers of Christ, we have to consider the the life he lived, right? We have to pattern ourselves after the way he lived. There were plenty of people in the Bible who were wealthy and never once have I read that Christ expressed to them that their lives were valuable because of their riches. And the things that they obtained. No, not one of Jesus' needs were unmet as he lived this simple life. Are you worried that your needs are going to be unmet? If you don't chase, if you don't hustle, if you don't run after those things more than you run after God. I think it's a trust issue, really. Or a comparison issue that we have to keep up with the Joneses or we have to be one step ahead of the Joneses. Or. People going to look at us because we don't have a Peloton uh, or because we don't have, um, what's that car? That electric car? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because we don't have that wh- where our life is less valuable. Are we doing that? Are we really out here doing that to ourselves when God has called us to live a more simple life? um. Matter of fact, Jesus was blessed to ride a colt. That no man had ever ridden, Baby, that's a brand new car. You know what I'm saying? God will still bless you with a brand new car in his timing. Some of you probably didn't even ask for. If you were not too busy chasing material things, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. You're too busy seeking the other things versus his righteousness in him. He got to ride a whole coat that nobody ever ridden. To me, that sound like that's a brand new car nobody ever drove. Sound like me, that's a brand new house nobody ever lived in. Jesus did and still lived the simple life, right? No way. God sees you living for him and not reward you. But you have to let go of the mindset of this world. You cannot put your trust in your, your hustle or your grind or your selfish ambition. It has to be and stay in the Almighty God. Your trust does. has to stay in the Almighty God. Does your heart desire simplicity? The uplifting of, of your soul rather than the uplifting of your flesh. Will you be grateful when lacking of abundance as much as you are grateful in abundance? I want to encourage you to chase a simple life. If you are unsure of what that looks like for you, ask God to show you. Pray to the Lord to reveal the things that hinder you from pursuing simplicity. Thank you so much for joining in um, today. Until next time, God bless you. May God keep you.